welcome, welcome. Denny Van here with Heartfelt Awakening. We are all about aligning body, breath, and spirit. And I'm so excited to be bringing you these episodes. But really quick about me, I'm a spiritual teacher and transformational mentor. And I do this through aligning body, breath, and spirit. And I also talk to others who really do the same thing. So we are all about being matter and energy. I love to look to nature and to science to show us who we are really to the larger part of us so you being matter and energy human this is the seen part of you the part of you you can connect your five senses to and being the unseen part of you and nature and physics show us everything has these two parts and the breath is the bridge to the seen and the unseen. And so I do a lot of breath work in my work as well. And so today on our Transformational Journeys to Spirit series, we're talking with Melissa Mogdens. She's a consultant, coach, and fire walk instructor. Yes, I said that right. She instructs people to walk across hot coals. And she is based in the United States. And she spent 15 years as a small business uh, person in finance. And so there's common threads, she says, between booking and finance with various kinds of businesses. So, you know, she's into the personal money management and lifestyle choices. So we're going to talk a little bit more about, uh, for this series, about, you know, being in personal finances. What got you on a spiritual path to uh, teaching people how to, get into firewalking and do the firewalking. So, and she's been through special development classes and this is a new paradigm that, that she teaches on how people can develop the mindsets that would permit them to live the life they deserve in balance. And, you know, Melissa, we both teach the same thing, but in such drastic ways, it's so wonderful what you do. And this, you know, um, this training that she's done, she's become a certified access bars. That's a registered trademark and has also attended Sundor Sun Door Firewalk Instructor Certification. Wonderful, wonderful spiritual leadership, definitely. So, hey, Melissa, are you here, darling? Hi, Debbie. So Thank you so much for having here. me today. Yeah, <laughs> so much happening here. I so in this um, series on transformational journeys to spirit, you know, when we met, it was our spirits first, I think, that brought us toward each other because you just lit up across this big restaurant with many, many tables and boom, I went straight for you. And there's definitely a spark there that you have. So in this series, I want to ask you a couple questions before we get into how, well, actually, it's probably going to lead right up to how you became a firewalk instructor and what it is about teaching people to walk across the fire that you guide them to. So, darling, how long have you been on this spiritual path? I have started an actual spiritual path around 2006 when I was diagnosed with getting uh, blood clot in my brain. And life just felt like it dumped on me. I was overwhelmed. I was depressed. My whole life just 
didn't make sense. <laughs> and going to coaching programs, therapy programs, finding just different resources to be dealing with the actual things going on in my life is what turned me towards spirituality because things just weren't making sense with what I was being told is what's going to happen. So I needed to look for what else is possible, and that's where spirituality came in for me. Beautiful. And, you know, it's so interesting. I would say out of the 80-20 rule applies here of 80% of people that I talk to that find themselves on this spiritual path, something happened. For me, it was getting cancer. For you, it was a blood clot in the brain. So talk to me a little bit more about the journey you took from, boom, getting the blood clot in the brain to discovering more about this, shall we say, unseen larger part of you, the energy being that you are. <laughs> yes. Well, um, it's, uh, it was a process for me. First, I had to deal with what life had to offer. And so I had to focus on my health. I had to then focus on my financial situation. And when I started finding that I was getting a foothold where it wasn't such a mountain to me that I was climbing that I felt like I was about halfway up that mountain. Things started changing and getting a little bit frustrating for me because I was following advice and not getting results. And that just kept me asking more questions. And meeting different people, keeping an open mind to what else is possible led me to spirituality because I was I was meeting different people who were exposing me to shamanic journeys, to different meditations, to oracles, and just all different types of metaphysical work. And it started intriguing me because it, it sparked such interest. And then I started correlating things from spirituality into my life. And through friendships and through that development, I found firewalking. And walking across the fire is what was my catalyst. I think we all have different catalysts for when things start to click in our head. I needed fire to make that catalyst explode. Because fire for me was something that I was always taught and we're always taught burns. Fire destroys. But I found in fire walking that fire can also create Fire can renew. Fire can birth a whole new energy in you that you didn't even know was, existed before that. Fire because was your teacher. You just, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, and, I, I'm, I'm so interested because you talk about, and I talk about the same thing. When I got cancer, I went through like this whole process. You're absolutely right. And it's so individual. But I, too, took personal development classes. I took Reiki. I took meditations. And you're right. Some work for some and others just did not work for me. And, you know, you talk about how fire was your teacher air the breath was my teacher and it's so beautiful so fire was your teacher so i'd love for you to talk a little bit more about that the my very first fire walk 
it was a very magical night. And everything about the whole weekend, I went through a the Warrior Goddess training with Heather Ashamara, and she offered the fire walk in St. Charles. A friend of mine had seen the workshop and off the cuff asked me if I wanted to go. And I had to really question, could I afford this? Because of my financial situation, I had to make a choice. And I felt pulled because I was becoming aware of my energy. And I just felt no resistance in saying, okay, I'll figure it out. I'm getting my ticket. It started in that moment for that whole weekend because there was no question about whether or not I needed to commit and make something happen even though I could come up with a list of reasons why not. I was fear one of those? Ask, well, you know what? That was a funny thing. Fear of actually firewalking, I thought I could eliminate that by looking it up online. And I thought, oh, I know how this works. It's a trick. This is how it all works out. <laughs> and at the time of the, the night of the firewalk and Heather Ash gets on stage, and says she is so excited to bring Cedar from Texas. And all of a sudden it clicked in my mind that she just brought wood. It's not rock. It's not like any of the things that I found online that told me what fire walking was. This is wood. That's when my fear kicked in. All of a sudden I knew I just signed up for something that I didn't know what I was actually looking at. I thought I had all the answers before I showed up so I could just breeze through it. That's not what happened. And because of, because of that fear, it made me recognize the absolute opportunity in front of me to see what I could do for myself. And I broke that cardinal rule, the cardinal rule that fire burns. And the night after the fire walk, the storm, there was a storm that was brewing, and the storm started pelting down, and I had driven back and forth. So I decided to walk through the parking lot. And as, as I was walking through the parking lot, the storm started pelting me. It just started coming down in buckets, and I started to run. And I stopped myself. I consciously stopped myself. And I stood there in place for a second and thought, I just walked on fire. I was amazed with myself. I was amazed about the whole experience because there's such ceremony around the firewalk. And that energy comes with you after the firewalk. And I was just honing in on that, standing in the parking lot, letting that rain just beat my skin, and I enjoyed every minute of it. I surrendered in that moment. I walked to my car, got in, I left. I came back the next day, and I parked a couple spots down from where I had parked the day before. Got out. I started walking in to go to the last day of the seminar. And I looked at the ground. And I saw my footprints. Yes. I didn't Amazing. think that they were mine at first. <laughs> and we have pictures of those on, on your guest page. So definitely check out the pictures we have available to check out. Well, and it actually carried about two weeks after that because I was still in awe of what had happened and the fact that my footprints had happened on the asphalt. I had called all the fire walking institutes trying to reach out, what does this mean? That, for me, was my catalyst. That, that is the next step after the catalyst, actually, 
because that set me on a path of what could this mean for me? And it meant that I needed to bring fire to be the teacher for others because they may learn the same lessons that I learned, but they may learn their own, and they're all important lessons to learn. And it's so amazing. You know, what works for one person might not work for another. And and I love how you talked about how you were drawn to fire. I know people who are drawn to ice or who are who do spoon bending or do these feats where, you know, it's not humanly possible and yet you're stepping into this this part of us that we might call spirits whatever it is that you call this, this larger unseen part of us. So talk to me, what happened after this? How did you come into this space and this understanding after the firewalking? What transformed within you? What happened with me is my awareness. It changed my perception. So I, it allowed me to become aware that we have natural laws that we need to respect. But there is also a set of spiritual laws that are just as powerful as natural laws, but they lack the same respect. I have learned that if you learn to respect both sets of laws, you can make anything possible. Exactly. And when you're in the matter part of you, you talked about awareness and shifting your perception. So when you're in the human or the matter part of you, you only see the limitations like, oh, my God, a human can't walk across fire, you know, lift wood. They would burn. They're actually carbon. Carbon burns. But yet when you step in this larger being energy part of you and trust that, trust this, this is where the magic happens. And I've never walked across fire, but I've done many things like bending a spoon and doing these other feats where you shift your perception. So I want to talk uh, uh, more about this awareness and this shift in perception with you. What began to change in your life? What happened in your life that you began to expand in this awareness. Well, thank you for asking because I was—I spent the last year trying to answer that question for myself, and I came up with one. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's I, like no words, I, I, well, right? <laughs> well, it's really hard because I mean, history-wise, I have had a financial background. I have—I have been in the small business bookkeeping world for the last 15 years. My world has not been about energy work. It hasn't been about being a spiritual leader. I've been very in the corporate mindset, so to speak, that everyday mindset. And that eliminated me being able to see what actually was energy. What was that mystical connection that people have been talking about in all these different things that I experienced because I couldn't quite put their labels to my life. And I was confused because I felt very called to this, but my life wasn't in line with it. And so I had to shift my perspective. I had to start identifying what I thought was that connection. What was that divinity? What was that inner voice we're looking for? And 
by having fire walking and the other workshops, those are tools for me. I want to share with other people because they can become tools for them because it's those tools that allow me to learn the stillness that I needed to bring into my other life. And I love the more that. that I started well, and this is where you never know what's going to work for you is going to work for somebody else. The point is to try it because it might. And you might not have been aware. That's what firewalking did. It opened up my world because I was in this I was happy in my bookkeeping world. But I felt called to bring this to people because it's so immediate. You you can spend years and years in therapy if you have money and a great therapist to work through these issues because as you're talking with the therapist, you're bringing up stories and you're recalling emotions and you're working through them. And they have methods and you follow their method and you find something that works with you and you can work through these problems. But you're working through all of your emotions with these problems. What firewalking, what spoon bending does is it questions our emotions. We have abused our emotions so long that we don't know what our true emotions are. When we're using our spiritual tools, we're finding out what our true emotions are and we're realizing they don't match the stories in our heads and it's causing a conflict. I love that because what I teach is, you know, listening, you brought up listening to that inner voice and then working through emotions. You know, when I work with people um, individually and in groups and so many of us don't understand that we are not emotions, but we feel. So when I take people through understanding matter and energy, the moving part of them is the emotions. Feeling comes from that stillness. So when we're feeling those emotions, we might get caught up in them and identify with them. And this is a process that so many of us, like you said, you didn't know what to do. You didn't know what was happening because of all these emotions wanting to come up. And and tools, fire walking is a wonderful tool. I use EFT to recognize when you're in these emotions. And I really would love to experience fire walking. I can't wait till you have one coming up this year because I'm going to be first to sign up on your list because this is a wonderful tool to get you in that space of energy that lights you up. So wonderful. So after you've... so. Tell me about this process that you went through in this emotions rising up and coming up. How did you deal with them? You didn't walk on fire every day. How did you deal with them as they came up? Well, thanks. Again, that's a really important question for me because this is where I came up with my my process, dwelling with a purpose. People would comment often to me that I'm dwelling in my thoughts. And Part of what I was getting from experiencing these different workshops and seminars and therapies and coaches was that I was engaging with people in an authentic way. They were actually listening to what I was sharing and responding to what I was sharing. I felt heard. All too often I found myself in my everyday life that I was suppressing my voice, suppressing my communication because I wasn't looking at the people I was communicating with. 
what were their intentions for our relationship? And it led me to question my friendship roles because part of my history is I come from a dysfunctional family. I tried to escape my family and create family with friends. And that is where a lot of different ideas and ideologies came from because I was always trying to fit into somebody else's mold. And it didn't quite work out. And so I had to come back and start looking at these tools. And each time I had experiences, it created a story. And because of spirituality, I understand stories tend to repeat in different ways. That made me start going back to identifying the story that started happening from one relationship 10 years before to a relationship five years just ago to something that just happened. And it's all the same lesson. I had to learn to stop in that stillness of the moment to learn how to identify the story to understand the lesson. And that one story and that one lesson created so many different emotions depending on the circumstances. I Financially, I couldn't afford to go to continuous workshops and seminars, so I found myself in my own everyday thinking about those stories. So when I'm having those quiet moments of working on something by myself, I'm processing a story and I'm changing a variable. How would I feel if that would have happened? It doesn't still make me angry, sad, happy. No? Well, well then, what if this happened instead? Would that have made me angry, sad, or happy, or whatever I needed to feel? So you were connecting into the creativity and imagination process and kind of visualizing and seeing where things can change first on an energetic level or thought level. Thought is pre-matter. So so as you began to visualize and create, did you find that your creativity and imagination actually improved or increased over time as you were doing this process? Oh, absolutely. For the simple fact, because of fire walking, what that did is because I broke a rule that I had believed all of my life, I was able to start questioning things from a different perspective. Yes, this may be right for me, but what were they going through? All of a sudden, I know that there's a, there's a different perspective than what's outside of my head, and I have to still be aware of that. I can still hold, hold true to my own, but I do need to take things into consideration. We talk about active listening, but how often are we actually practicing it? By simply just practicing active listening, you can increase your perception. And just by increasing your perception, you're automatically more aware of other things. It Can I ask you, um, what do you mean by increasing your perception? Tell us what that feels like. For me, that feels like a burst of knowledge, something where I didn't know it before, where I see somebody having a, like either – a good day or a bad day, whatever the case is, I usually feel a pull from my stomach, from my solar plexus, and that's usually our power centers and different beliefs. And for me, that's always a cue to stop and listen because I may not like, want to hear, or whatever the case is, but something is telling me I need to hear and learn whatever they're going to share with me. 
So it doesn't mean that it needs to apply at the moment or in the near future for me, but if somebody is called to share something with me, I'm going to take the time to listen because I never know when that perspective that I needed to introduce into my world is going to come into play into somebody else's situation that I may know nothing about. Hmm. I love what you said about... Uh, darling, I love what you said about, for me, it was a pull in the solar plexus, and that's where your power is. So for others, have you come across others who feel it in different areas of the body? Oh, absolutely. And the funny thing is, it has changed for me. It didn't initially come from my, my solar plexus. I had to become aware of my body. Part of what firewalking did was help unlock my own heart-mind connection, and that unlocked my own body connection with my heart and mind. Because I I didn't realize how I was carrying things. Feeling that energy from the fire, it awoken more in me and the cells that I didn't know I had just kind of deadened. And it started pulling in all different kinds of information. Sometimes it's just a nagging feeling in the back of my head that I feel. Sometimes it's that, why is my body hurting today? Why is this going on? And I ask. Because sometimes it is something physical, and sometimes it's something energetic. Wonderful. And, you know, that's when um, I work with breath. And uh, for my probably last 20 years, um, I've dealt this body has dealt with symptoms of fibromyalgia. So I can see how fire might either increase fire or maybe even put out that fire. But with breath work and connecting, making that mind-body connection, um, I love what you said, how it unlocked. It is like all of a sudden like a switch or all of a sudden you're, you know, you're thinking in your body, and then all of a sudden you're like this, this. I, I want to call it superhero. You you step into your superhero, and this is you, you step into your genie, really, the energy part of you. So tell me, as you're making that shift, and you start to walk across the fire, what happens to the mind, and uh, understanding what's going on with the mind as you're walking across these hot wood coals. The thing is that it's not about what happens on top of the coals. It's what happens before and after. Mm. Because when you are on top of the coals, you're one with the energy. Fire is energy, just like we're energy. And if we can raise our energy to be higher than the fires, then you can safely cross the fire. However, you have to have that commitment before you walk across that fire. And how do you raise your energy? Well, that's why you have to come to a workshop. (laughs) (laughs) We raise our energy in a lot of different ways. And that's where all of the different types of energy work comes into play. It's not just about fire walking. It's about Reiki and access and breath work and meditation and yoga. And it's all of these different energetic practices 
that get you ready for moments like walking on fire. During a workshop, we go through what more of like the history of fire walking, and we do a few different exercises, and we explain that energy works specifically with fire in those workshops. But really the basic premise is fire is energy. And if you can raise your energy to be higher than the fires, you can safely traverse that fire. Hmm. And so it's your mindset before you make that commitment to yourself to trust yourself and to hear your body and know if that is your calling to walk. When you go to a workshop or you approach a fire walk, there is never any requirement for you to walk. There is choice, there is power in our choice to say no. When we choose ourselves, that is power. There is never pressure to walk at a fire walk for that reason because there are still benefits from walking, from visually seeing people walk and choosing not to. Because if you're respecting your body and you're aware of your own energy, you can know if this is right or wrong for you. It's not about the challenge. It is not a trick. You can get hurt. Indeed, you can get hurt. That's why we put a disclaimer. Do not attempt fire washing (laughs) without a trained facilitator or instructor supervision. Adding that disclaimer there. Yeah, this is no um, laughing matter. This is um, really powerful but serious stuff here, so not to be taken lightly. And just like the work I do, that breath it being the bridge to the seen and the unseen, you know, doing breath work, there's there's some risks there as well. So you want to take this really seriously to heart. So thank you for adding that. Um, so tell me, Melissa, um, how do you, how did the bridge to being bookkeeping? I know you touched on this a little bit, um, but being a bookkeeper and into finances and firewalking. How do you do you still do this and do you bridge this work? I do. Thank you for asking about this. Um, well, part of when I was stuck on labeling myself and labeling what was going on with me, and I was trying to find the correlations between energy and my bookkeeping, I really kind of discovered that money is energy as well. As much as ener- as fire is energy, money is energy too. And that's where I had to look back because I was studying the law of attraction and looking at abundance, and I started seeing how misused it was. <laughs> yeah. It was interesting because is it really that simple to ask the universe? Well, yes, it is, but that also is a complicated answer because it is easy to ask the universe for help for your needs, and the universe can provide, but it's what happens when we're asking, just like walking on fire. It's not about walking on fire, and it's not about our ask. It's about what happens before we ask and before we walk. We have to get our mindset in the right place. Because if we are speaking from a place where our heart and our mind are connected, anything is possible. 
I love that. And, you know, asking the right questions, you know, you talked earlier about, um, you know, pain in the body. Why is there pain in my body? And over the years, um, I, too, studied law of attraction, and I can totally see how it's um, misunderstood that really law of attraction is the universal law of cause and effect. And you have to be the cause first before you experience the effect. So that means you have to put forth or you have to ask or you have to become. And then whatever that is, that energy, that money, that abundance, then that starts to come. People think just dreaming about it, it's going to come. There's actually a formula I teach that you, what's required is matter or thought, thought is pre-matter, energy, time, and then right action. So you need those four things for this law of attraction to um, actually propel itself forward. But asking the right questions, because many of us will pretty much ask questions like, how can it get worse, right? Why is my body in pain? Those kind of things. And I realize just the way we ask a question will either set us up in an energy of lack or an energy of abundance. So I began asking questions like, how can my body feel amazing right now? And the next thing you know, I'm going into some breathing exercises and yoga poses for, you know, three to five minutes, and then my body feels amazing. So asking the right questions, you know, like going across a fire, I can only imagine the mind is going to ask, is it going to hurt? Am I going to come out at the end not burn? You know, those kind of questions, whereas how can I come into the space of the larger part of me and have complete faith in my body and transcend the fear of my mind and float across that those hot coals, you know, or float across that path. So asking the right questions is so huge. So tell me, darling, how do you personally raise your vibration to be higher than the fire, to walk across that fire? What happens within you? Well, that's interesting because... Something that I personally realized about my own energy from walking on fire over the years at this point is that I've really adapted to that energy level. And I'm not having to raise it to be higher than the fires all the time at this point. I've been recalling that moment and those other moments for myself when I am feeling low in my energy And that simple memory brings my energy back up saying, okay, you already walked on fire. You're telling me you can't do this? No, you got this. Breathe. What do you have to do? And I clear my So let me ask you right there, when you're talking to yourself, who are you talking to yourself to and as? That's a great question. <laughs> That's something that, well, because it's it's a confusing one for so many people because we talk about our ego and our soul and then we have, I mean, there's so many different religions and just practices and cultural beliefs that talk about a higher power. But what is that true higher power? That higher power is in us. And we talk to it every day if we want. We say it in our prayers because when we're 
when you're in that moment of prayer, if you think about, like, where your breath is going and where your thoughts are going, and then even if you have an off-kilter thought for what you're thinking about, that feeling, you can literally feel it come from a different place in your body. That's wonderful because... Well, that's what I'm I'm looking for when I'm talking to myself. Am I talking to myself because I'm... When I'm working out a situation in my head and I'm playing both sides of that conversation, I pay attention to where that, that feeling is coming from. What part am I talking to in my body? I love that because you said we talk to it all the time, right? So when we're talking to it, we're talking to it from the human perspective, who we think we are. I'm Denny. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I'm all of these things. But really, when I talk to it, I'm talking from this perspective. But when you talk from it, you got to shift. And now I'm talking to the human saying, hey, you limited mind, ego, Stop telling me your programming that I can't do it, and then I step in from it and move from there. So this this is kind of what I teach, that as human beings, and you brought it out so beautifully how you said that it's a shift in awareness, it's expanding your awareness, um, it's listening to that inner voice, it's working through emotions. So this is a shift where, you know, emotions are energy and movement. And when you see emotions from the being part of you or this higher self part of you, when you're looking, when you're talking from it, this is where we're able to, at least that's what I teach, to raise our vibration higher than the fires that you're perceiving from this timeless, limitless, expansive, no name part of you. So when when you're walking across the fire and you're in this space, are you able to have a little bit more space between what you said is ego talking at you or the programming that says, hey, a human body isn't supposed to be able to do this? Do you, is that the shift? Oh. Tell me about that shift. Help me understand your question a little bit better. Um, I, from the shift that I'm thinking what you're talking about, energetically, it's something that actually happened over time. Because initially after the first fire walk, I had such just actual incredible energy. I had a lot of motivation to get things done. I was hungry for knowledge. I was just hungry to, like, figure out what this actually, all of these feelings in my body felt like and what they meant. And so that was a big catalyst, but the problem that most people face with going down these paths is that, yes, we talk about the happiness, the healing, the abundance, but we don't really emphasize the work that you do. And I ended up going into like a spiritual cave, and I had to work on myself. I had to find stillness, take that stillness in the moment from the fire, and learn how to bring that into all parts of my life. It wasn't just in the moments of thoughts. It was in the moments of action. It was in my response. It was in my communication. And I had to bring that stillness in to be able to shift my perspective from that inner voice dialogue of you can argue with your higher self 
to, well, wait a second, put my voice on hold, listen to my higher self, and listen to the other person because now there's that dialogue. Now I'm authentically listening. I can hear what the problem is and actually address it from the problem standpoint than the emotional standpoint. So during this whole process, you talked about it took some time and it took you just basically going into a cave to go inside, which, you know, that's where the work has to happen. It has to be experienced. Nobody can tell you what to do. But during this process, what was the one thing that you struggled most with that you wished you had maybe some guidance on? Acceptance and patience with myself. Because what I found with doing the spiritual work and the self-help work was that I would find a new program or find something that was helping me, and I felt like an immediate relief. I felt it mentally. I felt it physically. And I would work through a story or a distraction or a problem that I just was stuck on. And I would find camaraderie with those people helping me. But then all of a sudden when the problem is taken away, there really isn't much camaraderie left. And so it started affecting how I was judging people. Mm. And that acceptance and that patience had to be shown to me over time because I learned along in my journey that, there are so many different types of practitioners and and religions and information out there that there is nothing that's right or wrong. It all depends on where you're at in your journey for what you're dealing with. So you may go and find somebody and have that great connection and you think it's everything that they're talking about and then all of a sudden something happens and your feelings get hurt. Now you're disqualifying all the work you did with that person or that situation, and that doesn't make them wrong. It just makes them time to move. It it just signifies that it's time to move on from that relationship. You've learned all you needed to learn. Now it's time to move on. And you can do that with grace, but that's where if I had the patience and acceptance to see that at the time, I could have done that a little bit better. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's why I... I think it's about sharing that now because we disqualify things when our feelings get hurt. And there is no right or wrong practice out there. It all depends on our own specific journeys and actual details of what's going on. So when we connect with the people helping us, it's important, but it's also important to recognize when it's time to move on and then identify and discern what type of relationship was that? What kind of role did you have with that person? Was it a friendship or was it supposed to be coaching? Was it supposed to be an employer, employee? What was it? Because if you can learn to identify it, you can learn to work past it. I love that because getting to a point of identifying it, and what I find with uh, a lot of people that I work with is they're so detached from their body. And so what I would do in that situation is I, I work with clients who are so disconnected from themselves. So I have them look to other people and I'll say, who pisses you off the most? 
start there within yourself. And so this is guidance to go inside to find out what inside was triggered when I saw this in my external experience. Because really anything in our external experience um, has a, I guess, a line. Exactly, but it starts inside. And so what I do when I work with people is we start with the root chakra. And the root chakra is creating your community, getting your tribe, and finding that trust where you can express your authentic self so that if you do get hurt by somebody, you have the support that you need to move through that hurt because the hurt comes from inside. Nobody actually hurts us. It's coming from the inside. That means there's something going on inside that we're attached to that hasn't been healed, that needs to be looked at and acknowledged. And once it's released, then you're no longer bringing that experience up in your external world. So that's how how I would personally do it. But I totally agree that I'm like you're for the person who, who might need the extreme. Whereas as a practitioner and showing somebody say, look, you know what, you got to get out of your belief system and trust your body and get into the larger part of you. Go walk across those hot coals on fire. You You got this. (laughs) For somebody that needs that, you know, I'm putting my hand up because I love those kind of things. To somebody who can connect with that breath, find that sweet spot in between the breath and turn on the entire nervous system from there and step into that. So starting with our energy centers, the root chakra is what I start with for for uh, working as a practitioner for individuals who are like you and I in maybe in this process now of wanting to educate themselves and maybe finding tools that might work for them. I'm going to encourage you if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, fire walking's not for me or this isn't for me, stay open to possibilities for you because what you're looking at that you say won't work this is what you're feeding your energy to, and you're actually creating a space of lack or an energy of lack. Only look to what it is you want. So if, you know, fire walking is, it does something inside you. It wakes up something inside you. Fire walking could do that. Or following the Iceman and submerging yourself in ice-cold water to really wake up that part of you that is power. That's where your power is. That's where your healing is. That's where the magic happens. It must start with inside work. It has to start with inside work. And so going through the chakra systems, the energy systems within the body, start with your root chakra. And you mentioned how you had... um, had you said dysfunctional family and that you'll create your own family. And so this is wonderful work that you're doing naturally or intuitively on creating that root chakra, finding your tribe. So tell me a little bit about that process for a few minutes because we've got like 12 minutes left. But I want to know about this process that you intuitively went through in grounding that root chakra and creating your tribe. Oh, my goodness. Um, that is a personal <laughs> story I'm actually working on myself. So, um, again, thank you for asking the question. It's interesting because I'm, I'm putting together some material. Um, 
basically I found myself seeking, like, friendships to escape my family and trying to create friendships that weren't on that same page. I wasn't identifying the roles in those friendships. I just created friendships needed to be family. And so I moved my ideals of what family meant from my initial family over to what I wanted to do with my friends. And I thought, I'm being true to myself because I really care. And I didn't discern what I needed in those situations, and it created problems. And so those problems made me look at, okay, I can't find friendship within family. So then I sought romantic relationships. And, again, same pattern happened. And it was coming back through that I understand through spirituality how the relationships that I had and the things that happened really were all meant to be. I learned various lessons, and I'm able to share those with my clients and people that I meet because of my own experiences. But what having that made me have is also awareness. Awareness of what my expectations were, of what I thought family and friends and lovers meant, to what actually happened in my life, to what I actually want. And now that I understand my role in all of those, and I can understand how my triggers happen in situations, now I can communicate better. Now I can discern better who, how closely I want to get with someone. And I can discern if they're having that same involvement in my life. And it clears up that miscommunication which caused the hurt feelings from my family to my friends to lovers and back again. And it's something that I needed to do to clear my relationships up so I can actually have happiness, so I can have that genuine authenticity that I want in my relationships and not have the same hurt feelings. It's opened up a whole new possibility because I'm no longer closing off potential people who could make my life better just because they may only be in there for a little bit. So Wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> so, Melissa, darling, how can people find you and work with you? They can find me at my website, lightcodeconsulting.com. And um, for your listeners today, I can offer a free 15-minute consultation to kind of discuss a problem that they're currently working on and come up with some solutions. I offer... Um, workshops, both firewalking as well as arrow breaking and rebar bending to just have different tools to um, work with. To Wait a second. Wait a second. You never know. Back up. Back up. Rebar yes. bending? Tell me about that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is taking three-eighths-inch um, rebar. That's the metal that reinforces concrete. And you bend that with your throat. <gasps> Okay, spoon bending was hard enough, but rebar bending, and you're bending it with your throat. Yes. Okay, disclaimer, do not attempt rebar bending. Do not attempt that either. Without a trained facilitator instructor. Yes. 
Okay, so, and, um, so you do all these things, yes. Yes, I do. And I'm also an access bar practitioner because I, I really am a full believer about energy work and coaching. If you are working on something, you need both avenues to really maximize your healing. And it's not just Tell me a little bit more about access bars. What is that? Access bars is a, it's a, there's 32 points that are on top of your head that correlate to different areas of your uh, mind, body, and spirit. And it helps with your energetic current body, so your own body, as well as ancestral healing. And what happens is if you think about your brain as like a hard drive, and our resistance, our stresses, the blockages that are unconscious are all viruses on this hard drive, which is your brain. These points, when they're lightly pressed, is like hitting the delete button. All of a sudden, you're left with your hard drive, and you don't have that same resistance to making the changes that you need to make. Hmm. That suggestion that somebody just made to you isn't as prickly as it was before. Maybe you're actually going to do it this time. Wonderful. Uh-huh. It sounds almost similar, uh, almost. It's very Reiki. different about the points on, well, are you actually touching the body? Because Reiki doesn't touch the body. Yeah. Well, so like more like craniosacral um, yes. where you're touching the body. I was going to say, um, yes. But, yes, it's, I mean, it's along the same premise because we are energetic beings. When we walk on fire, when we get our energy treatments, whether it's Reiki, cranial sacral, I mean, anything, even massage, I mean, all of these things are helping our energy move. And when we, like, if you have, um, get like a lymph node massage just to reduce those, you're moving physical energy in your body. And this is part of that natural law and that spiritual law. Those natural laws, we understand our bodies because they're physical beings. It's that spiritual law of that energy that we don't see that we're questioning, but it is there. And that energy is working regardless of our beliefs or not. Oh, this has been... This has been so amazing. Uh, I want to thank you, Melissa, for being a part of this. And um, I want to let the listeners know that our, um, our series is going to continue. However, the next live podcast that we're going to be doing, listen in um, this Friday with Ben Vonderheide and this amazing story on how Nomali sacred stones were discovered. So if you're an ancient alien fan and you love crystals and stones and the powers that they have, check in on our podcast this Friday. Um, Other than that, you know, keep listening, keep connecting, keep looking for that thing that's going to work for you. And if this is a calling for you and you're thinking, this is what my being needs to have that experience of mind over matter and walk across fire, be sure to get a hold of Melissa Mogdens and you can find her at lightcodeconsulting.com. And thank you for listening. I'm Denny Van with Heartfelt Awakening, Aligning Body, Breath, and Spirit. Be blessed. Thank you.